So I'm glad that you're all here. And um, ceremony, like in this case, it's just, are you good? You're open? Or it's just opening the door to something new. So you were all here for the inaugural door opening. And you're also going to be here, here, to hear the very first uh, sermon by Pastor Joel Pollard. Come on up. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Saturating in the... um, Just saturating right now. You know, Jesus fascinates me. He really, really fascinates me. Because Jesus is perfect theology. And anything that we think we know about him or about God that we don't see in the person of Jesus, you have reason to question that. So tonight, we're going to talk about love is on the move. What does that look like? Well, releasing the heart of the Father through loving like Jesus, because that is what it's all about. Mm. You know, we're big on honoring in our culture, which is really what the kingdom is all about, honoring and and loving people where they're at. And um, as much as I am thankful to the Holy Spirit to Jesus and to, to Papa, our Father in heaven, who loves each one of us. God uses people on this earth, around us, within our sphere, to pour into us and to make us better people. It really, really does. And I believe in recognizing and honoring people. And, and so I, I thank you again, Brent Suzanne, for your um, unwavering uh, fortitude in, in going the distance. Because you guys don't compromise. You're, you're sold out. You've pushed all your chips to the middle of the table. Which is a poker metaphor. Suzanne, we don't have to make the bet. Jesus already did that. Already, already won that game. And uh, so when, when we say we're all in, we're saying, Lord, I choose you. And I choose the more, even though I might not like it or understand it. I'm making a concerted effort to choose you. And so what can that look like? Well, it looks like God positioning and posturing certain people in our lives to make us better, to make us better. And my parents are here tonight, which is pretty awesome. And so, Mom and Dad, thank you very much for uh, always putting a yes to in the times where most people would have put a no. And my sister from uh, Reading goes to Bethel Church. She came down today, Tammy. And Pastor Tamara, pastor of Sausalito Christian Fellowship, I want to 
Thank you for, one, coming all the way over here to the East Bay. Um, but thank you for always giving me, in your words, carte blanche to minister in, at your house. That was one of the first doors that opened for me in itinerant ministry. And she was just so welcoming and just um, whatever I felt the Lord lead in to, to really go with the flow. So I thank you and honor you for doing that and helping me stay the course of you all on this journey. Um, yeah, we'll do it again. There we go. So something that's interesting is even in the life of Jesus, of everything that we saw him come to do, all the amazing things that he did and that he conveyed and that he revealed, there's one ultimate thing that Jesus comes to reveal. He comes to reveal who his dad is. He comes to reveal who his father is because there had been nothing before ever seen as we know on the earth. It, it was Jesus who came. It was the Son of God made manifest as man, yet still God. He came with a clear directive, a clear revelation, and he brought it to us, humanity, when he came to earth. That is one thing. He came to reveal the Father. Now, I've heard Bill Johnson, uh, senior leader up in uh, Bethel, teach so much on that, and it's so true. The kingdom is so true. The simplicity of what Jesus came to be, what he is, and what he will forever be is true. It's so simple. It's the simple message. It's the simple gospel. So one of my favorite passages, we're going to go after John 17 tonight because it's amazing. I grew up on this verse. I really did is that I pray for them all to be joined, this is Jesus speaking, all to be joined together as one, even as you and I, Father, are joined together as one. I pray for them to become one with us so that the world will recognize that you sent me. There is a huge relational component. There's a huge relational aspect. There's a huge relational reality that exists right here. There's this moment in time where it's going to affect the eternity of time. Jesus is trying to paint a picture here. He's talking to his pops. And it's this this wanting, this so bad that we, that the earth would know. So it's not for the church, it's for everybody. I wholeheartedly believe that. That people aren't quite aware that they're sons and daughters. But there's coming a time, especially with this harvest that we know is coming. There is a great gathering. So Holy Spirit, with that we agree with your heart. That we thank you. We thank you, even as we're piecing this thing and laying down the ground. That we would see you. We would see you, Jesus. We would see the joint togetherness, Lord. And that's what brings the inclusivity? If it's not a word, I just made it up. Okay? That's why we pray. Bless the iPad. There we go. That's why there's key elements to our Father, because it encompasses covenant, it encompasses connection, it encompasses family. It's kingdom princed. It's kingdom based. Kingdom principles based on these relationships. That's why family is a prophetic picture 
of God's love for the church. It has always been that way. It will always be that way. God saw something, he saw something rather, through the corridor of what we know time. He could have did it any way he wanted to do it. Any, any way he wanted to do it. But he's like, you know what? I have this awesome, amazing idea. And I'm going to do it through sons and daughters, mothers and fathers. There's going to be this element. It's going to be the greatest love thing that ever hit planet Earth. And it requires a yes, and it requires process. So good. It is a great thing, isn't it, Tammy? Awesome. It's so, so great. It's a wonderful thing. This is one in the world. Yes, Holy Spirit. I like to think of it this way, that he designed family not to establish order, but rather to release life and to give us a glimpse into the abundance that he has for you and me. So when we choose to, not because we have to, but there's this desire and there's this want to in us, when we choose to connect with each other, it ignites something and it sustains what we know as revival. And what does that look like? Kingdom of God coming to earth in an amazing and profound way. That's why we pray our Father in heaven Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is where. So it tells me it already exists. It's not like, well, let's try to figure this thing out and then we hope it works. No, uh, God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost, that thing is already working perfectly. So, Father, even as you've been revealing the truth of who you are and what your kingdom is, Father, we agree with your heart right now that your kingdom is ever-expanding. It's ever-expanding, Lord. Mm. So I like to look at it in the context of disciples and and discipleship and what does that look like? Because it has to look like something. You know, I don't knock things or we don't negate things that we grew up with because everything has its place and Jesus works it together for the good. But I like to know the why behind the why. Just, that's just how I'm hardwired, and I've learned to accept that. But it's like, what does that look like? We, you know, what's the kingdom look like? What's, what, what is really love when you break it down to the nitty-gritty, right? So when we look at it in the, in the context of the disciples, their mission only had meaning because they were in something called relationship with Jesus. It wasn't a transactional thing. Rather, it was relational, there was this component, there was this koinia fellowship, there was this, I'm choosing to do life together with you. They were doing life together. They were being life together. And because of that relationship with the one, because of that relationship with who Jesus was to them and who Jesus is to us and who Jesus desires to be to everybody. 
they were part of ascending. Ascending. And the Holy Spirit was showing me this week that um, the disciples weren't only about just representing who Jesus was. They were to represent who he was. And they were taking, because Jesus was like, I'm pretty much empowering you guys to take ownership of this thing. Now, I'm going to go, I'm going to go somewhere, but I'm going to have the Holy Spirit. All these things were Holy Spirit, paraclete, all, all the, he's going to come and he's going to endue you with power, right? So the promise component is there. Holy Spirit is as much in the equation as this thing, as Jesus is, is, is in the picture of our heart, right? I like to think of that, the garden of our heart, he's coming to be with us in the core of what we go through, of the core of the things that we, uh, that come at us, the things that we, anything that encompasses life, he wants to be right there with us. But getting back to this, this context, this, this picture I'm painting, is that the Holy Spirit, as they fulfilled their mission in the world, What did that look like? And that's where I got this thing. Love is on the move. Because love is not a verb. It's, it's not any of these things. It's not an at, pronoun. What it is not any of that stuff. It's a person. Made manifest to you. Made manifest to me. And who is love? God's perfect love. God is so perfect in all of his ways. He's perfect. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all. You could even ask or think he's really that good. Jesus was on the move. Love was on the move. And how much more does that love, how much more does his grace and his heart call after ours? Just feast on that real quick. So good. Turn to your neighbor saying, we're just saturating here. We're just saturating. That's all we're doing. Just soaking it up like a sponge. And on that note, Holy Spirit, more. Just more, more. <laughs> wow. I'm just, I'm just having a little party up here by myself. This is so good. Um, you know, when we look in the context, because I'm a firm believer of reading passages in their complete thoughts, that Jesus prays that just as there is this indwelling, if you will, between Father and the Son, that relational aspect, so that we get to partake of it as the sons, as the daughters, as the rightful inheritance of that, because that's part of the package still. It always has been part it's an in-us experience that he wants. It is an in-us encounter that Holy Spirit wants to take us deeper into the places. And how many times have I said, no, thank you, I'm fine. I'm full, I'm good. Please go away. Let's just be uh, relevant, transparent, and vulnerable. Because when we choose that over the power, when we choose process, when we put a yes to the process, the Holy Spirit's like, oh, this is great. Okay, let's go there together, right? Just 
Put this on your lips. Father, I trust you in all things. I give you deeper access. Holy Spirit, continue to go deeper. As I lock into your embrace. In my heart, you know, with missions and everything. And wanting to know the why behind the why. And dig. I love digging. But I love experience and encounter over just head knowledge. You know, I, I grew up, done that. Got the bumper sticker, got the website. I'm good, you know, type thing. But it's like when, and I'm still in that process when it goes from here to here, there's no grid, there's no language. He loves us that much to keep on taking us to the depths. He loves us that much to keep on taking us to the heights. He loves us that much. And when I, when I begin to think about it and just really go after it, I'm like, Holy Spirit, what does that look like with what's even in my heart? And he said, you know, the result of this sharing of the life with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is that really the world may believe that you have sent me. We just read it in John 17. And we're not even on the next slide. It's okay. And it's then like, you know, you ever are just, you're in that moment with the Lord and just like, a light switch turns on, you're like, ah, oh, oh, oh. and then you just, you just get whacked. You get wrecked, meaning by the Spirit in a good way, right? Because I want to know so much more and be saturated so much more with Jesus that I am in step and in tune and in beat with his heart. And it's not about getting it perfect. It's, it's not about that. It's about leaning on a person who's the only one who has the strength to take us to the places that can be the best tour guide for us because he knows where to take us to. Because he's already been there, done that. That's awesome. That's a, actually, that's really good. That's a good word right there. He's been there, done that. He really has. So out of this relationship spawns or procreates, if you rather, the mission. When we read it, the mission of Jesus in his life. The mission that he's declared and set down in our hearts. And with that mission, it frees us from everything. It can free you from everything that you don't have to no longer carry. It places our priorities in, in the right place where they need to be. It's not about the activities. It will never be about the accomplishments. And I, and I like it saying it this way. Doing will never be the focus. Rather, it's all about being 
becoming who Jesus says we are. Taking our rightful place because it is ours for the taking. I want to encourage you and empower you, all of us, to be who you're called to be. Don't let fear keep you in the back seat. The Holy Spirit is longing for you to take a position in the front seat. Yeah, he's the one that can control, and he's the one who leads us into all truth. I get that. But there is this almost risk factor that's required because it's not about fear. We're not driven by that. God was very clear in his word, perfect love cast out the fear. Amen. And who is perfect? Only but Jesus. It's about your destiny. It's about your purpose. It's, how, it's about how he's hardwired you. There were times in my life that I wanted to rip the freaking motherboard out of my heart. I didn't want it. Because I didn't understand who I was. Or I wanted to be something who I thought I was to be. I didn't like how it sounded. I didn't like how it walked. I didn't like how it smelled. I didn't like how it talked. I didn't like how it looked. Because of some heart issues. And how do I know? Because in my own journey... In my own life, I've put a yes to those places where it was very painful at times to go. Why would I want to inconvenience myself to experience some more pain when I already have had enough of it? And I know a lot of us can identify with those things. But there is a perfect love with a perfect name higher than any other name that will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can even ask, And that just kept blowing me away when I thought about it. The best idea, the best thought, the best reality that we could ever think of, Jesus does one up on us. It's like, I'm I'm going to go above that. I'm going to go way beyond that. And that's why he always will be available to go the distance and to the depths with you and me. It was hard for me not to put like a whole bunch of verses up here because I live the verses. But just for the simplicity of focusing on what Father wants to reveal tonight, John 15 is one of my, another one of my favorite chapters. It's great. And when we look at it, it points us to the source. It points us to the root, no pun intended. I just had to add that in. Um, but that we can produce the fruit. from the intimate connection to the one, to the vine. Because even, well, let's just have real-time moment again. I mean, even, even being raised, I was raised in the church my whole entire life. Thought I, thought I knew everything, thought I, this is the way it does and everything like that. And yeah, there was a lot of great times and a lot of great stuff, but it's like it's in not the surface, it's in the depths. 
It's not in the transaction. It is in the relational. It's not in the artificial. It's in the real. It's not in the plastic. It's in the paper. Distinction from plastic versus wood. One's artificial, you know. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I was sort of on a little roll there. So it's like, yes, this is good. Mmm, so good. Ah. Jesus, we thank you that your mission, your objective, your desire, your want to, your absolutes flows from our relationship, the mission that you've even put in our heart, rather, flows from relationship with God. It's not what we do. For some of us, we need to hear that. That's why I keep circling back around to that. It's not what you do. It's who you are. And I've learned, and I keep on learning that the goal of loving someone where they're at should always, always, always be done out of relational depth, not a shallow service. And it always comes back to the intimate component, the intimate part, the intimate reality that Holy Spirit, Jesus, and the Father wants to not take us to and then go away. Because I believe the Lord is taking our mindset from a visitation to a habitation. Where things that are established, things that are grounded, there is a foundation that is laid. Put this on your lips. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to go to the depths Go to the places that my heart has always wanted to go. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to go to the areas that go to the moments, those moments in time. Some I may even have forgotten. And show me who Jesus is. Yes, Lord. Father, we recognize that in this, even in the place where we're at in life, whether we like where we're at or we don't, we're asking you 
to continue to show us who we are through the process of our yes. We might not like it, and I'll just say it, it sucks at times. It really, really does. But Holy Spirit, we thank you that we do not look onto our own understanding, but we look to the truth of who you are that reflects the reality of who we are. John 13, 34. There's a command. It's a commandment. Not out of we have to do it, but we get to do it. This is a, this is a commandment for sons and daughters. Okay? There is a relational and a family aspect here. So I give you now a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. And that always has gotten me like, well, that's so wonderful. And every translation I read it in is just wonderful. But what does it look like? What is love? What is Jesus? What is Holy Spirit? And his taking me deep because I said yes, because I really want to grow into the wholehearted version of what Jesus already sees me as seated in heavenly places with him. What's that look like for me on earth right now here? And to my shock, because I was expecting, it's like, well, you know, I love you type thing. And he didn't go that route. He didn't, he didn't do that. Doesn't always look like this, but he highlighted it to me. I'm like, <laughs> we all have love to give. We all have it. Even if we feel unquote, we all have love. But the question is, can we forgive? Not, I'm not saying we, we're going to forget things. There's things that I've forgiven on. And I haven't necessarily forgotten. But the Holy Spirit was highlighting that to me in this element and this aspect of what we call love. And he's asking us again. Yeah, it's easy to give. There was a time in my life I gave, 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 and I gave and I gave. But it was so hard to receive. I know for some of us, it's a hard thing to receive, whether it's financial blessing, whether it's, it could be anything. And the Father and His perfection of who He is, He comes and He shows us the truth of His heart and His kingdom. So, you know, even as we're going deeper with Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, keep on teaching us how to go to the depths. And as hard as it might be, because you're right in us and with us. Take us to those places. Take us to the places where we have blacked it out or we have whited it out. 
It's just way too deep, way too painful to go to. And show us, Holy Spirit, through your heart and through your reality to release that. Because in the world of brokenness, wholeness breaks in. And his name is Jesus. And what happens from that? There's a redemptive work at hand. Healing is the fruit of redemption. When God redeems something, when he restores something, whether it's through the prophetic, whether it's through his sovereign nature, whether it's through his loving kindness, whatever attribute of the Lord that we're seeing in that moment, there is always this healing component that he brings. Because he'll never leave us in the place of what we thought was, that's just the way it is. He will always, in through a process, when we put yes on our lips and in our hearts, he will take us to the place and he will reveal to us his yes, his truth, his best. But it is premised in those intimate areas. Sure, the Lord could do things instantaneously. And I know people he's done that with. But more times over than most. There's just something he wants us to pick up and more than pick up. It's something he wants to be that he dovetails into our heart through the process. And I hated the process. I'm going to be very honest with you. I hated that process. There were times that I would, I would look at Bryn or whoever I was around. I'm like, no other way, huh? <laughs> we can maybe just sort of go around. And, you know, it's like the, 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 the analogy going over, under, around, or it's like, well, you, you, you could go through it. You know, I mean, that is one option. So, um, Something to chew on, food for thought. That's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It ties all in. It just ties all in because we're seeing the Father out of John 17, Jesus praying to the Father that they can see Jesus, that they'll see you. Because Jesus did what he saw the Father doing. So there's this element of even though Jesus is on earth and the Father is in this realm of heaven, in this kingdom that Jesus Christ comes really to bring and impart to the earth, that we are to carry on and that we are to be the carriers, that we are to be the salt and the light, that we are to be the hands and the feet of his glory, of his heart, of his love. Because there is a Father in heaven, whether you like him or not, he is your dad, he is your father, and he will always pursue you with his heart. He will always allow and create opportunities and moments to interact and to go deep together in your heart and his.
the entire universe. I like this translation better. I just love the whole passion. I just love that. I just love that guy, Dr. Simmons. He's just, just a, an amazing guy. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling, the unveiling, key word, the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. Again, that points me right back to the family relational aspect that God has desired to do it through. And thank you, Jesus, that it does not look one way. Thank you, Jesus, that you are very creative and an expressionate God through the power and the leading and the administration of Holy Spirit. Because it is the Spirit who leads us and guides us into all truth. Father, I thank you, and I'm going to declare some stuff right now, that these God's glorious sons and daughters, which are you and me, is going to look a lot of different ways. In the coming revival, the coming harvest, the greatest, I believe, one of the greatest moves that will ever hit planet Earth. I wholeheartedly believe that. Father, we thank you for the realms. We thank you for the mountains. We thank you within our sphere of influence, Lord, that you have raised up, you are continuing to raise up sons and daughters. Lord, and what you put putting on my heart a lot lately is fathers and mothers that are people that need to be nurtured, people to be led into the practicalities and the realities and the things that are really near and dear and close to the heart of the Lord. But Father, we thank you that it's not only going to have one language to it, but you're going to do it in a lot of creative outlets, a lot of creative platforms, Lord God. Even in the things that we know of as the seven mountains, Lord, you are coming with an expectation because you are choosing to do it through us. You are choosing to do it through the ones where you have, you gave your inheritance to. Sons and daughters, this whole thing about sonship, that we are orphaned no longer, but we have been purchased, we have been grafted in through the spirit of adoption to the Father in heaven who likes you and he likes me and he really loves you and he really loves me. That's why the family component is so crucial of why Jesus came to earth to redeem us once and for all and bring us back into a rightful place with the Father. All things work together for the good. And I hated that verse because I didn't, especially at times I'm like, it doesn't look like that's really happening now, does it? The sarcastic, you know, type thing. And I don't think that really took the Lord off too, too much. He's like, okay, are you done? You done now? You know, let, let's go there. Let's do this thing together. So when I think of that verse, creation all around us is waiting with intense anticipation, I think even in the footnotes, because for those of you who have the passion, there's lots of footnotes, and um, the author, Dr. Simmons, really unpacks it, and I love reading those things. It's one of my love languages. He anxiously awaits. The Lord anxiously awaits. What is about to happen? There's a promise there. What is about to happen through you and I? He's doing it through you and I. Say, he's doing it through me. Now let's say it like we really mean it. He's doing it through me. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. The rightful inheritance. Straight. We can come boldly 
to the throne of grace. Boldly. Because we know who we are. Because we're sons and daughters. We're not the servants at the table. How may I help you? Does not negate the whole aspect of Jesus' life and the servanthood and the servitude of what he came and, sh- and saw. But I've used it before when I've shared before about the Lord is inviting us into a posture and into a place at the banqueting table to partake of everything, of everything that he has prepared, that he has laid out before us because we are his inheritance. We are his sons and his daughters. We are royalty. Co-heirs with Jesus. Co-heirs with Jesus. So how does this tie in with coming harvest? How does this thing tie in to the kingdom expanding and this looking like something, the things that we have labored over, the things that we have prophesied over, the things that we have taken our time in, the things that we have invested, the nations of the world, our next door neighbor, at the grocery store, it could be anywhere within our sphere of influence that God, through the corridor of time, creates this divine moment where he intersects the heart of a person with ours. How does he do that? He raises us up. He raises the sons up. He raises the daughters up, the mothers and the fathers who know him. And how do is that? We know him through Jesus in the depths. We know him through Jesus in the green pastures. We know him in the places where we have felt safe and trusting to him to say yes to. He does it through the ones who love, who love him. And above all, who set their hearts on the mission of the kingdom. Because remember, Jesus came, and I believe he's always coming to reveal who the Father is to you and me. Love will never, and this took me a long time to learn. I mean, I'm still learning. It will never demand its own way. Love, when we break it down and look at its natural element and intent, it'll it'll never force itself on you. It'll never try to control you nor manipulate you. It'll never try to corner you, guilt trip you, shame you. It's not about that. It always considers others. Love bears all things. It even believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. It will never, ever fail. It will never fail you. I thought there was times I'm like, dang it, it failed me. And God's like, um, let me come. Let's go back together and show you the truth of who I, my heart really is all about and really who you're all about. Because I want you to get, not just get this thing, I want you to know this thing. I want you to be this thing. It never ends. 
1 Corinthians 13, there's so much yummy, good, snacky, gold nugget truth treats in there. It's a delicious chapter out of the... <laughs> and I picked one, 1 Corinthians 13 and 7, the passion. Love is a safe place of shelter. For it never stops believing the best for others. It never takes failure as defeat. Because it doesn't give up. There is this eternal, ongoing, absolute knowing that love will keep on keeping on. It will keep on. It does not run on the batteries. It is not dependent on the things that sometimes we default to or that we look to. But it is tied in. It is wired in with the heart of a father who loves us and is after us. Because surely goodness, mercy and goodness will follow us. It will pursue us. Getting close to that airstrip, that means I'm almost finishing. I just, maybe it's me, but I think there's others. Perfect love will cast out the fear. Even with the coronavirus, as it is a real thing, and we take the precautions and what the Lord gives us in our personal convictions of what that might look like. It's not, I always say, it, there's not a right or wrong. It all looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Lord, let us be led with your heart and not by the spirit of fear, because you didn't give us that. Second Timothy talks about that. But of love, power, and of a sound mind, let us agree with that truth. Let us agree with, with your heart in that. And Father, I don't care how you do it. Holy Spirit, you're really good at this. Go above and beyond all I could even try to ask or even think. And the fear that has gripped the hearts of many people because of the epidemic or rather the pandemic that's going on. Lord, that through your peace and through the stillness and through, through yeah, the peace and the stillness and the tranquility, of Holy Spirit. You would just come over people. You're going to do it, Lord. It's going to come over people. And so everything that my heart has been conveying, my heart has been sharing, I've had to walk through all this, and I continue to walk through all of it. Even when we look in the book of Matthew, we see the great commandment, the the commission, the great compassion, and how much more from the intimate depths that Jesus lived and he showed us and that he continues to show us by the promise, actually the promise that he promised, that came and is still forever he will be the one. I like to think of it this way, that the, the great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and love your neighbor as you would yourself. That's hard to do at times. I'll just be completely honest with you. Or the great commission, the mission in the church fulfilling why God came to earth. Why did he come? He came to reveal the Father 
And there's a lot of ways that he really feels who his dad is and who his dad wants to be. Because he's good and he's perfect in all of his ways. And the great compassion, you know, I think of the demonstration of the love of God. He did it through his disciples and he, he does it through the family element, the family covenant, sons and daughters. Bill Johnson Senior leader at Bethel Church in Reading, who my sister has known. She, well, how long was it? Forty years? I mean, yeah, a long time. Uh, I'm envious of her relationship with him. But anyway, you know, there's lots of nuggets that and quotes that people quote him all the time. This one really caught my attention. We can add flavor. We can't add a flavor to a world we're not a part of. We can't add flavor to a world that we're not a part of. What's that mean? Love must, I'm going to put a demand on it, must look like something. And the Holy Spirit has this, sort of ties in what Karina shared a couple of weeks ago, this inclusive invitation. Yeah, to take us to the depths. And he's been drawing and, Let's come out of those zones. Let's come out of the comfortability. Let's come out of the comfort of what you know as. Not to trip you up, not to say, ah, I got you, but to lead you into deeper truth, to lead you into a deeper reality of what I already see your future as, as a son and as a daughter. Because there is a huge distinction when we not only see ourselves, but we know ourselves as his own. It's a huge distinction. It will radically change your life. Graham Cook came several years ago to Blazing Fire, and, you know, he, when people like that or Bill Johnson come, and they just, I feel like I just have, like, a truck loaded, unloaded. It's hard to, like, ah! I was like, okay, I'll take that, I'll take, you know, because I can't keep up. It's like the Lord just, like, <laughs> download. And I'm like, okay. Well, and then there's that, you know. Um, it, he taught this whole thing about your identity in Christ, not in what you do, but who he's called you to be. And that rocked my world, because I really had never heard it like that before. And that's why there's a huge distinction. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this daily bread. Put this on your lips. God has called me. To bring the glory of God and release the kingdom of heaven on earth. I know we're a few minutes over, but um, is that ready to go, Sonia? Okay. There is this song that has rocked me. At first, they're like, oh, yeah, it came out. I'm like, okay, I'll sort of get to that when I have time. But I finally got around to it, and I, I looped it. I just put, oh, let's just repeat this little guy. And uh, Corey Asbury, who used to be part of IHOP and now is part of the Bethel Music um, Collaborative, he, he released not too long ago a song called The Father's House. And it has so many elements and many declarative things that I believe encompass what the Lord wants to go after deeper tonight. So if you will, Sonia, go ahead and play that. And I want us to enter in to the truth 
to the truth of what the Father is speaking over you, to the invitation, the open invitation, because it's the open one, of where the Holy Spirit wants to take you and I. Because he will take us to those places if we say yes. He's just that kind of, he's that kind of guy. He will really do it. And he'll do it with a loving heart. Sometimes on this journey, I get lost in my mistakes. What looks to me like weakness is a canvas for your strength. And my story isn't over, my story's just begun. And failure won't define me, cause that's what my father does. Yeah, failure won't define me, cause that's what my father does. Play.
Jesus. Ah, so, 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 so good. So, <laughs> so cute. Everybody say, oh, so cute. Okay. So, Holy Spirit is inviting us to go deeper. He's inviting us to go deeper. Lord, we thank you that we are in your house. We are in the Father's house. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are so, so good. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you want to continue to show us who Jesus is and who he is to us. We thank you for your promise. We thank you for the rightful inheritance, Lord, that we have in you. Father, we thank you that your heart is that we may know, even as you prayed to the Father, that they may know that we are one. So, Father, I'm asking this love aspect, this love journey, this love, it's, it's more than a dialogue. It's, it's a reality that God wants to break into our normal. He wants to redefine what our normal is. He wants to redefine what our practicality and realities look like. He wants into the equation. The Holy Spirit wants into the equation of your life. He wants into the equation of your heart. He wants into the, the, the equation, all the messes, all the things, all the victories. He wants to be there right along with us. He wants to do it together with his boy, with his girl. So Holy Spirit, we thank you that this is a safe place. We thank you that there are trusting hearts that we, Lord, can agree with. So as I can um, continue just to lead us in this time of Holy Spirit going deeper, if the ministry teams, the prayer teams, those would make your way. I want us to never be afraid to go after the realities of what we know the Lord has already promised us whether they're personal, whether they might be, that God wants to make real that he is inviting us to put a sustained yes to, a concerted yes to, an intentional yes to. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We really, really thank you. We thank you, Father. We put thankfulness on our lips right now. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for showing us and for taking us to those places of what and who you already see us as. We thank you for the prophetic picture, Father, that you are drawing us into your loving kindness. You're leading us into the truth. You're leading us into who we really want to become. I was a kid thinking, one day I'm going to do this because I saw it. Dreams do come true. I'll prophesy it to your heart and to your ear. Your dreams will come true. So Holy Spirit, with the dreams coming true, let us never be afraid to put a yes. Let us never, ever be afraid of you. Take us to the depths. Take us to the places. Thank you for where we're at, but thank you for where we're going. Thank you from the glory to the glory 
Even if we feel like it's hell we're going through, thank you that it's a hallway and not a permanent dwelling. From glory to glory, he's changing you and he's changing me. And what does that look like? Coming into the realization and to the realities of who he sees you as, who he created you as, originally designed you as. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We say go, go more, deep. If you want prayer, we invite you to come. We will pray with you about anything, really. Because it's all about agreeing with heaven, with what heaven already sees, and releasing it into your heart, releasing it into your soul, and giving the permission to go there. So, Father, we thank you. We love you. We worship you. We lift you high. May we glorify you. In Jesus' name. Amen.